You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Look at this guy. It's the BMW well, no, X7 no. High a- Handicap Select Division. Now he's getting ready to take on Steve Stricker on his home course. I, I have an established handicap <laughs> at University Ridge. If he thinks he's going to go three under, I'd need 17 strokes. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Matt Hamilton got into the lineys early yesterday. I don't know. Challenging Steve Stricker. Are we playing the same tees too? Like, are we tipping it out? Because even for that, even for the AmFam, they don't tip out every. And by that, I mean make the hole as long as possible for every single hole. Like that uh, par three over the water, seventeen. That they weren't playing it from as far back as they could. I think it was only playing at 170, and that hole can be like 215 yards if they want it to be. If but, I can make a suggestion, I would say maybe Steve Stricker is playing from the white to the far back tees, and then you, Matt Hamilton, can play from the senior tees. You know, since you're so old and uh, fragile, <laughs> that you might need the, you might need the head start advantage over Steve. <laughs> Look, oh, gosh. 7 0 37. <laughs> Look, steals my joke and now <laughs> comes in and starts throwing me under the bus? We are asking you, Jesse Nelson is sniffing around, uh, wondering how many shows Matt Hamilton hosted over the last year. Wrong answers only. Why is Jesse Nelson doing this? Kevin and Madison chimes in. He's working for the IRS. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> So I also want to ask this question, 844-770-3776. What percentage of the shows over the last year do you think Matt Hamilton made? That is going to be uh, – we'll, we'll, there won't be an Iron Jack poll question. Okay, we'll so throw it up I'll, at Jim and Matt. I'll yep. throw this out there so everyone knows. This is from last June through this May. So, like, the Olympics didn't count. And, everything, and the, like, this is after – Go, it going on, so I did have a world championship. I had some other curling tournaments. I had the BMW. Oh, nope. BMW is not going to limp in there. I what think... Are, what, what are we going to give though. them for options? Are we just going to say what percentage and no options? Well, like a on, poll? on the poll, we'll throw more... or. Zero to thirty-three, thirty-four to you know sixty-six, and sixty-seven to one hundred. I think it's zero to fifty. Well, let's, you don't need to do 50, the sixty-seven to one hundred. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> fifty. Well, to who knows? They might get some votes. I say. <laughs> Let's let's go. Yeah, zero, show up to 50, everyone is here? zero to fifty. Fifty to sixty-five. No, I, let's make it very simple. Has Matt okay. Hamilton done over fifty percent of the shows over the last year? Fifty. Okay. Oh come so on. So the over under is fifty. Uh, no, there we go. Ma- set it at sixty. Sixty. Because I know I've done more okay, than sixty percent okay. of the shows. Has Matt Hamilton done more than sixty percent of the shows over the last year? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. That is our. Uh, secondary Iron Jack poll question. Oh, man, I'm confident. I feel like the line could go up to 65 and it'd be close. I still think I have a chance. I will. Uh, we'll have to check back in on that. 844-770-3776. We also are asking the question in honor of Jokic, who I just find hilarious right now. Uh, very muted and very much gave off the vibe of a guy who just wants to go home after winning the NBA title. In fact, he said that. If Aaron Rodgers wins Super Bowl this season with the Jets, do you think he'll be more like Jokic, muted and understated, or like Giannis, jovial and exuberant? And 68% of you said, like Giannis. Daniel Sloth in. In the studio, there's no way that Matt Hamilton cleared 60% of the shows. Not necessarily in studio. This was if 
and I had to do the entire show. I could do remote shows that count. But like, so my fifteen minute calling in, checking in from Alcatraz, like, wouldn't account it. Right. Uh, the yard possum from Lake Mills chimes in. You know, the right answer is going to be sixty nine percent. There you go, yard possum. That's the way we plan it out. Because uh, people got to remember, a lot of these curling tournaments, like, I'll leave Thursday, Friday, and then the rest of my tournaments over the weekend. So it's so, like, I might be gone for five days, but I've only missed a couple. Of so work Daniel days. Daniel Sloth chimes in, and you are correct. Him calling in for like a segment or two is not. Doesn't count. show, but if he does a whole show, or eighty percent of the show, because right. I feel like you d- you bailed on a few like at the end, like not often, but I feel like you had to do something. So you came in and gave us maybe eighty percent of the two hours, which I would definitely count which is for a full honestly, show. Honestly, more than that's you give us all, that's full show. More than you give us sometimes otherwise. So I mean, <laughs> but I'm here though. Yeah, yeah. We don't even always get eighty percent uh, when you're here, so uh, we'll just take it <laughs> wherever we can get <laughs> yeah, it. There. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the other thing, Matt. Is no? Do we have this audio yet, Ryan, uh, from the Chicago Bears? I have not had time to look at that yet. I was told there might be a possible FCC violation. Oh, there's absolutely. Okay, so I will have to review that in the break. uh, FCC violation here. That makes it a little extra spicy. (laughs) And so we've talked about this before, Matt Hamilton. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what to do. And that's Crush, Coors Light. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. And I think we all agree that the NFL... And our seasons be better if there's some real spiciness to the Bears Packers rivalry. Now, I yeah. maintain this year both these two teams are likely battling for at best second place, but probably battling for third and fourth in the division. Neither are going to make the playoffs. They're both trying to reset their rosters. Chicago gutted their roster last year, and now they're trying to build it back up. Green Bay is trying to do a different way of rebuilding. Both teams are rebuilding. Chicago just gutted it, and now they're building it back up. And Green Bay is trying to rebuild on the fly. But uh, I think both these teams are going to be battling for... They could feel like they're in it for a while. I don't think they're actually going to make the playoffs, but hey, we're an eight-win team. If we win our last three, we'll we'll make it. We'll probably maybe win. We lose all three. You know, it's just one of those things where you could sell yourself on it. So Justin Jones, who played for the Bears one whole season, uh, talked about his thoughts on Packer fans. Their fans are pretty crappy. He didn't use that word. Half of them don't even know football. We'll get the full cut because it was that's a little bit spliced together. But that does add a little bit of spice. He also said he wishes Aaron Rodgers was still with the Packers because he thought they could have gotten him last year, which their Bears were close in that one. Kind of ran out of gas in that game. Again, the Bears were 1-8 or 1-7 in one-score games last year. So now that's silly talk, but that's what you'd want. Like As a Bears fan, you don't want the players to say, I'm glad Aaron Rodgers is gone. Like you did, as a competitor, you don't want them to say that. Oh, so, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think there's no other answer to give, so I'm not giving a lot of credit for that. But I just look at it as maybe there's a little spice back in this rivalry. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, when you're a team that you're, you're literally the most historic and storied rivalry in the NFL. And over the Arguably last... Arguably in sport. I mean, it's one of the longest running in sports. Right, right. And over the last 25 years... It hasn't really been much of a rivalry. You got, you've had your moments. You've gotten well. When Lovey Smith was here, they maybe split the series, right? And, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if you were to go back 25 years, the Packers have to have like, like triple the wins that the Bears have against each other, right? So it's just like it. It's kind of interesting because this could be the start of an actual honest battle rivalry. Back to that 50-50. You win at home, we win at home. We steal one at. 
Soldier Field or wherever, Arlington Heights or wherever they end up playing. God knows where they're playing. Because Sounds like they're going to be playing at the local high school stadium <laughs> because no one wants to accommodate them. Well, so here's what happened. Was just side note. Basically, view it like this, Matt Hamilton. If you bought a house, like a dilapidated house, yeah. and you tore it down, but while it's being torn down and it's dilapidated, the city comes and tells you, being like, oh, by the way, we're going to double your taxes. Like in no oh, world, so that's that what happened. really nice. So that old house that wasn't worth anything, and wasn't being taxed anything because it wasn't worth anything. Yeah. Now you're going to tear it down and build something very nice on it. Yeah. And it's going to be worth more. And, and now we're going to tax you more on it. before you actually build taxes it. Taxes work though. No, but no, before you build it, that's oh, not how taxes okay. work. That's okay. why before the bear, you build it. That's okay. why the bears are upset. Is I was that? That's how taxes work. No, <laughs> but they don't work like that. You actually okay. have to build it. It has to be assessed. It has to be built and assessed. And that's where right now uh, they are, if you were at all curious. That's basically the easy analogy for it. You tear down an old house, a dilapidated house, and before you even get a chance to build it and do what you're going to do on it, the city's like- You guys are like, just going to be at Soldier forever. Um, well, I mean, they're there for a while anyways. There's no rush on this. I think the, the lease is like another five, six years minimum. So well, I mean, it's, I didn't expect them to build a stadium in one off season, right? But I mean, like they have off seasons to kill uh, if they need to. So there's plenty of time on that part of it. But for the rivalry purposes, I do think that in a perfect world, these two teams could be crescendoing to be battling at the top of the division. In a perfect world, the NFC North, and I guess I'll ask you if you want this eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Do you want the other teams in the North to be good? Because the Lions look like a team that are on an upward trajectory. Now, they might have a plateau. I think if Jared Goff's their quarterback, they have a hard ceiling. We don't know the ceiling for the Packers and the Bears with their quarterbacks right now. But both of those two teams, and we know the Vikings ceiling with Kirk Cousins. So we know two teams have a hard ceiling, but that ceiling is definitely above winning the North. Any of those teams, the Lions and the Vikings can win the North. Certainly. And the Lions look primed to do it for a while, compete in the North. Green Bay is trying one way to rebuild, which is rebuild on the fly, keep their key players, and hopefully Jordan Love hits the ground running and they can be right back at it next year. They have a good amount of cap space and they have two first-round draft picks and one from the Jets in their own. Chicago tore it down to the, the studs there. They are also trying to rebuild. All three of these teams are very similar, mm-hmm. could be smashing into each other, and we could have a three-team rivalry and have the NFC North look like the AFC East in a few years because, again, perfect scenario for all three – Chicago gets at least above average quarterback play out of Justin Fields. He doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers. He could just be above average, and that'd be the best thing they ever had in Chicago. I'm just being honest. <laughs> yeah. So, but they also have, I think, the most amount of cap space going into next year too. Plus two first round picks, which theirs is Carolina's, which is probably better than the Jets. So, all these teams are kind of coming to a head. So it could be fun in a perfect world if we're going to assume the Packers get it right, and then I think it's if you're going to make that assumption, you just got to assume the Bears and the Lions because. Equal faith in all three. The Lions are the team currently that have the have earned the most amount of faith. We could be really heading towards a battle royale year after year. That after this year, there could be two or three teams from the NFC North going to the playoffs. This year, I think there's one, though. Right. I think there's only one as well. I mean, that would be great. I think it, it, it would be good for uh, the NFC North because I think once these teams start to get better, they're going to make them Selves even better. Steel sharpens steel. When you have to play uh, six of those games against other teams that might be some of the better teams in the NFC, you're going to get better. You're going to learn how to play tough football and win tight games against good teams. So 
Uh, it's probably going to be a good thing in the long run. It's going to hurt watching the Packers probably have to take some lumps from time to time. Uh, they're probably going to win some tight ones and lose some tight ones against uh, teams that you hate losing to, but healthy rivalries are good for the game. It's good for the fans. It makes for a good environment, and I think that makes for good football, and the, the, fa- like the players will enjoy playing in that kind of environment. Uh, we will talk more about this on the other side of Canopy Wealth Management. They take time to truly get to know and understand the dynamics of your values, goals, and plans for your family. No family fits a generic mold, and neither should your financial plan. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to Canopy-Wealth.com to get started with them today. That's Canopy-Wealth.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. There's a bunch of things that uh, that I like that I like to do. I mean, probably that's you know, that's the only thing. You know, nobody likes his uh, his job or maybe they do. You know, uh, Nate Madison gave some really uh, nice words to us, Matt, uh, to me and to you separately. But at the end, then he threw out one other part, and I think this is the part he doesn't want us to read on the air, which I won't. But he just put a like a emoji of pointing the finger up. Don't read that. So I don't know if he means all of it that he wrote or just the last part. So Matt, I'll just let you read it off the air. The nice okay. things he said about you, because I don't want to. Okay. Uh, okay. Maybe I I don't want to mess it up. I think I know the part he doesn't want us to read. But to be clear, because it was a little bit foggy, just don't read it. I won't read yeah, it at no, all. You can't, uh, you can you can't just, screw it up. I'll right. go over there and read you it. You can check it out later. I'll show it to you I'll during do it the break. Right now. No, it's, it's just fill we, gotta throw us, we, just got, go, we gotta throw the I stones. Just, uh, we'll yeah, we'll get it later. Yes. We got a radio show to do. It's, yeah, but it's it's, 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 it's Ryan's wrong. throwing stones. We're throwing him a bone hey. here by eating up some time. Oh, hey, oh man. Watch your mouth there, all right? He he's been throwing shade today. I'm just trying to get him back a little bit. Easy, all right, young all right, gun. All right. all right. Well, start is, your start your segment. It is time to throw some stones. <laughs> no, can I throw out a little? Cur- uh, oh, to sorry. Conspiracy. Yeah. Yes. Brown's returning on the 15th. You know, uh-huh. maybe that's what's going on with Jesse Nelson sniffing around Matt Hamilton. Oh, Rutledge and Molly. Yeah, I don't know. Jim and Molly. Jim and Molly mm, well, doesn't have the nice I ring of Rutledge and Hamilton. It does not. Sounds better. I think, honestly, you better go out and vote for us, channel3000.com, to keep Matt's job. (laughs) (laughs) And my ego. My ego would take an absolute punishment if I got uh, taken out because... I was competing. No, you know what? No, Ego takes a shot on this show. I thought I was very clear I was still competing for the Olympics. Oh, Radio man. people, hall monitor. <laughs> I made myself extremely clear to you. <laughs> All okay, righty. Let's get to stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. 
So yes, now it is time to officially throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton. Each and every day, I waste a lot of time scrolling Twitter, and it leaves me with a lot more questions than answers. And instead of answering those questions myself, I throw them out here to Jim and Matt looking for answers. I'll scroll those answers throughout, and at the end, we'll crown a winner of throwing stones. So... I want Jim, to chime in here chime in that right. Jokic, an interview with Malika Andrews, asked him about all the doubters against him, and he said they didn't believe in the fat boy. It seems like <laughs> it worked out. Don't bet against the fat boy. I, this guy is just the best. Sorry, he has an all-time nickname, the Big Quesarito. Does anyone? Do you guys know about that one? No, I didn't know that one. You guys didn't know about this, the Big Quesarito. So when he got drafted back in what was it 2017? Yeah. Right after, as he was being actually drafted was during a commercial break in the draft. Yep. And the commercial break was the commercial that was on the break was a Taco Bell ad for the Quesarito. So then when they came back, Sir Charles, Charles Barkley actually just called him the big Quesarito and that stuck with him as his nickname throughout his career, except I guess not everyone knew it, but <laughs> that's an all time nickname. So that's I mean, a good one. All right. That wasn't one of the stones, but I th- okay. wanted to throw that out there. But now the first stone we will get to was Justin Jones. We teased this in the last segment that Jim threw to us where he was asked about the departure of Aaron Rodgers from the NFC NFC North. Here's what Justin Jones had to say. Chicago Bears defensive lineman, correct? Yep. How different is it going to be now that Aaron Rodgers is somewhere else? Uh, I wish he played one more year with uh, Green Bay, honestly. Uh, <clears throat> we went up there and uh, we, played a, we played a pretty good game, you know, but uh, they got away from us at the end, obviously, and uh, they won, but their fans are really... So, um, yeah, I, I wanted to go back up there, and I wanted to play him, and I wanted to beat them, and I wanted him to be there so you can see it. But the fact that he's gone now, you know, I mean, it's, it's cool. I guess it's better for him not to be. I guess it's better here. So I'll go ahead and start with Matt here on this one. Is this just the competitive fire here from Justin Jones, or is he clearly just salty at losing to the Packers twice last year? Well, I'm, I'm going to say it's a little bit of both. Like, it I would be a little upset if there wasn't a little bit of salt in that, those comments because you want a competitor. You want somebody who's going to be hungry from a loss like that. So I'm going to, and also I think he can't go out there and say, I'm glad Aaron Rodgers is gone. Right. That would right? be a problem. Yeah. He can't be like, well, we, we couldn't beat Aaron Rodgers. So the fact he's gone, yeah, like, I'm super happy. So, like, he gave a great answer. Uh, I don't like the calling Packer fans doo doo. Uh, but I mean, when you look, when you're swinging up and you're like living, you're in your brother's shadow. Like <laughs> I don't blame him for trying to throw some strong hate out there to throw some stones. Yeah, if you will. I'll say this part of it. Um, he also probably had some sort of, and this is not indicative of Packer fans. I think every fan base. I said this before. I would say sixty-five to seventy percent of the fan base at a game really knowledgeable. of them, super nice. 20% probably jerks. And he probably had some jerks in his face. I mean, because look at every fan base. Rodgers scores that touchdown. They had the fans uh, giving him the bird. And then he decided that he was going to say, I own you. So I would imagine. So it's every fan base is going to have those people somewhere in the stadium. Right. So this is not unique to the Packers. I would imagine that someone was saying something to him that got under his skin as well. Because it did feel a little personal. Because he does go I mean, on. I remember a Packer game uh, that I went to. We happened to be actually on the Bears sideline, and I yelled at Robbie Gould the whole game. Yeah. All I said was Robbie Gould. I might not have said another word inside the stadium, other than I'll have another Coors Light and Robbie Gould, the old mess. And I was <laughs> even during his practice kicks into the net. I was do, like, do you "You're think, gonna miss the net." Do you think he thought of you when he ended the Packer seasons twice in the playoffs? 
No, I don't think he even heard me. No. But it, he did miss that day, and I definitely took credit for that missed field goal. Yeah. He got you back, though. Well, I wasn't there. If I was there, I'd have been living rent-free uh, between those ears. Gotcha. So uh, I, I think it, it, I think it's great. That's yeah. the other part of it. But I think yeah, it was probably build a rivalry, someone like, got under his skin a little bit, too, which is fine. I know it's not knocking against Packer fans. Someone got under his skin, and losing got under his skin. So, sure. Yeah. I want sure. spice to it. Yeah, sometimes you got to be the lovable losers. It, it hasn't been spicy lately, so like, let's get a little spice into this rivalry again. Well, it hasn't been, but something that has been spicy recently. Have you guys been paying attention to this baby Gronk phenomenon on Twitter? Oh my God. gosh, okay. I feel like I've gotten dumber since I started seeing it. It's, well, that's a it's great ick. intro. It's just all gross. So, baby Gronk and his dad, who is basically you know semi like a Lavar Ball character with this baby Gronk, who is this. 10-year-old football player who's kind of doing a lot of social media content, a lot of collabs with other social media influencers, has actually been going to colleges and taking like those fo- recruiting photo shoots with different schools. Really weird because the kid's only 10 years old, mm-hmm. but he's already super famous. Fourth grader. Fourth grader. That's the age of my daughter. Yes, yes. Insanely, way too young. Your but, daughter already committed to LSU. How do right, you feel? yes. <laughs> and he's probably also too young to be appearing on the, quote, Bring the Juice pod, where oh he and his gosh. dad were there together. And his dad was starting to feed him some lines to say this was to the host. the most oh, cringe so thing cringy. I have seen in a long time. Here's the audio. Are you him is the real question. Yes. Pass that again, bro. Say Man, what kind of question is that? You see my Instagram. Say that, ready? Right, hey, baby Grom, are you him? What kind of question is that? Look at my Instagram. Would you take her to prom someday? <laughs> hey, no, say it again, bro. You gotta say, uh, say man, uh, I already DM, I already DM'd her and asked her, and she said yes. <laughs> All right, come on, man. Sit on the mic. Hey, baby Grom, would you take Livy Dunn to prom? You think? I already DM'd her, and she said yes. Damn! <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Yeah, right. damn. So, what do you yeah, guys damn's think? Right. Is this is this just completely out of bounds by Baby Gronk's dad, or is he maybe you know trying to help build his son's influence while he's young, trying to build up his you know possible nil value one day? Is this just gone way over the line when it comes to Baby Gronk, Matt or Jim? I'll start with you. This is disgusting. I, I mean, I don't know where other family members are, but someone's got to rein in his dad. Dan Orlovsky put out underneath his tweet basically his dad is a big time loser. I mean, his dad is got to be one of the biggest losers to walk the face of the earth. I mean, get out of here. Not only is he exploiting his son to try to get some shine for himself, the what are these responses? What are these clues you're giving to him? Why are you teaching him to treat women with no respect, obviously, in the second response? The first response to have unguided arrogance. How did we start the show? We love Giannis and Jokic and the, the people who are real. Everything about that made my skin crawl, and I hope somebody in their lives touch, you know, reaches out to them and says, this ain't it. This is disgusting. The, the only redeeming quality that I see in this whole thing is the fact that this baby, baby Gronk is gaining some followers and some notoriety. We all know how hard it is to make the NFL, and at all likelihood, this kid ain't going to do it. If his dad is actually helping him with this notoriety and maybe putting it away towards a college fund if he's making money. That's what he's claimed, yes. Or anything in that sense. I don't... The way he's doing it is terrible. The idea behind it, at least it's coming from a noble place, but he, when your dad's feeding a 
fourth grader lines like that, I don't really have high hopes that he is putting every penny that you've earned away for you. He seems like the kind of guy who might skim a little bit. Also, it's a hard living to make if you're just trying to be a social media influence with no discernible skill. And if you're trying, you talk about professionals and college colleges look at your social media. They have the right to deny you an admission. So if this guy through his dad, this kid through his dad is acting like a complete clown everywhere, good luck getting a college that's going to accept you. And then there's no colleges. They're going to look at this fourth grade kid sitting with no, his dad. But, you, that you, are like, but your point this. is, they're going to continue this all the way up to college. Well, and if this he'll kid continue until this trained, kid can start to think on his own, right? But, he's a fourth grader. But your parents, when is that? Eighteen? No, it's, no. You, what you, is this you, doing for his development? Too? Right. Well, you're gonna you're gonna start being a rebellious when you hit twelve, right? But, right? When you're a preteen, you're not going to listen to everything dad says. I didn't. This is. It might be different. This it might seems be different. Very this is cringy. Pathological by his mm-hmm. dad to and it's create not, a mini him. Well, a mini. I don't, who knows if it's a mini him? It's my, a here's mini my persona. Making money on it on social media ain't a real career. It's not something that's really going to get it done for you. And good luck trying to find a if job. If you get him enough to get to get through college, then well, that well done, Dad. You you did something a little bit different, but you really made an ass of yourself. More likely than not, it's going to end poorly. Most likely. And that's my concern. I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to hold out optimism for this one that this I is going to benefit Baby Gronk. In I the hope this kid has a different family member he can go stay with for a while. Who knows? And keep his dad out of his life. Yeah, it's pretty bad, and it needs to end soon. And we're going to have to end throwing stones a little soon because the music is actually running out um, <laughs> on this. And I don't segment. know how to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can restart the whole thing. But either way. I think I already know who won this one, and it was Matt Hamilton. Oh, look at that. This is why you have to have a nice, bitter rivalry like your boy from the Bears is trying to set up. Yeah. Because it's going steel sharpened steel. Ryan recognized that I was great today, and even though we're rivals right now, he recognizes greatness and gives me the win. I can't say I'm surprised. I had to give it to the right side of the Packers Bears rivalry. I mean, come on. There you go. There you go. Sometimes Not for long. A, sometimes Bears, don't have, Bears don't have to win a lot of games to take that rivalry back. Oh, I mean, I, look, they, they don't. have about the same odds to win the division right now. But I'm saying. How many seasons is it going to take for the Bears to get back to even if they win both games? Two? It's not that far of a difference. Aaron, I think, close. Not last year, I think they passed him. Oh, you're talking the all-time Yeah, the all-time. yeah all-time. Oh, yeah, it's still very, very close right now. Well, I know. We'll, it's we'll get that close. on the other side. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Brown from the Denver Nuggets won three straight high school titles, an NCAA championship at Kansas, and now he's an NBA champion in his rookie season. That guy, that's a hell of a run. That guy's a winner, Matt Hamilton. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The Mountain Blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light, my friends. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio on July uh 17th. 17th. What's that? 17th. 17th. We'll be out at the ESPN Madison Open. You and I were working through different golf things and then I was earlier today. Yeah. And I was like, wait, which one do I be talking about? July 17th, ESPN Madison Open. Go sign up at ESPNMadisonOpen.com. 
Hamilton will be there. I'll be there. Tauscher. I think uh, Brad Norman. Norman, Chris Orr, Alec Ingold. There's a lot of folks who are going to be there. So sign up. Do a, get a foursome. Raise money for Catch, which is the community around the Children's Hospital. And we'll be there for a good cause. Drink some Coors Light. Have a good time. Play a great golf course. Go to ESPNMadisonOpen.com to sign up today. Matt, you threw down the gauntlet to Steve Stricker yesterday. And now I think you, I hear you reaching out to Jerry Kelly to see how many strokes you need to, to take him on. Well, the thing is I actually have Jerry's number, so I can actually text Jerry and find out. So, yeah, I just sent him a text. Uh, I was talking in the bullpen with one of our – he's not an intern anymore. What what would Russo be? He's part-time. Teammates. Part Just call him a teammate. teammate. Uh, one of our teammates, Russo, he, I was asking him how many strokes I'd need to take Stricker, and I said 17 yesterday. Yeah. Grant, now I'm I'm kind of I'm not going to double back on it because I think I could still like keep it within like four or five. Yeah, at seventeen, but Stricker shot three under in really bad conditions the last day of the AmFam, and, and that's where and that was the number that I, I put him at on the two nice days he played. He was like six and eight under. Here's your best shot for either one of these guys is that they're not going to be like locked in. You know, like they're they're having this for fun. It's going to be a practice round for them to play against you. So like, these guys are professionals. They know how to lock in, right? But I'm saying they're not going to need to. Like they're just going to have fun. Like they're not going to lock in and try to like embarrass you. Like they're going to like well, they'll just if, hold you. What if arms. I requested it? What if I was like, I want you to absolutely make me well, look because they have here. jobs. So I feel like if, in their case, they, they I would imagine both those guys look at it like this. Like, hey, I got to get out and play 18 anyways. I'll go play against Matt, and I'm just going to have a practice round. And so. My practice round against Matt, I'll still be able to beat him handily. If I need to lock in for a second, I will. But otherwise, I'll just go out and beat Matt easily in a practice round. I might just have to like put something worth it on it. Well, what I'd love on to do, round, honestly. What? J- Jerry, if, what's going to give me your best effort? Do, how much money do I have well, to put on well, the no, round? No, let's make, this, <laughs> let's make it more uh, universal. I, if we could figure it out, I guarantee we could have uh, a great partner of ESPN Madison like donate to the charity of choice. Like that's how I'd love to do it. Like if they were playing for a charity, you might get them to to ante up a little bit. Yeah, like maybe if, like if we had one of our partners wanted to do, for every stroke I get beat by. There you go. Like it's like a hundred bucks towards. Or you can just play towards where you get a high ha- you get a high handicap in it, and whoever gets it gets the donation to the charity of choice. Maybe American Family could throw money and to a charity of choice. Yeah, their Strickers Foundation. That, or I think we should try and get something like this going. I want to do a, the match against one of our local guys. Maybe. Yeah, that could be a lot of fun. Kyle Pond says, and I don't know this uh, sort of thing here, but uh, Ryan, you'll have to chime in on this. Matt should have to put money into Bruss Deuce Jar for saying he texted Jerry Kelly. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that one, but I'm sure <laughs> Bruss is very familiar with anything related to douche. So four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I'm not sure exactly what that is, but it did feel like it could have used a cool. Was that a little like too flexy? I mean, I, I was just telling you what I was doing. I just was hitting up another Madisonian, just like anyone else would do, and ask him if you want to play golf sometime. I don't see the problem with this. Cool. <laughs> I don't see the problem with this. Cool. <laughs> uh, I mean, you are dropping Jerry Kelly like it's big flex. But it, Jerry Kelly's a big-time golfer. He's won, what, the AmFam twice? twice? Yep, and he's obviously won a ton of other things, too, and great representation for Madison. But I would love either one of those guys, and if we could get them involved with a charity, and, and so you guys would have an outing for a charity, I think that'd be great. Maybe we can get them to come out to the amp, to the uh, ESPN Madison Open. You guys could compete there, play the North 12. Oh, man. That's where, like, 
the distance off the tee right. is what helps me. Playing the North 12 would not be my cup of tea. <laughs> Do you think you'd feel any sort of... You wouldn't feel pressure at all? Oh, I'd feel pressure. Like pressure, I just don't think pressure. you'd get the best Matt Hamilton because you'd feel... Well, he, it, there's there's two sides of it. Sometimes I feel like a lot of times, especially when I'm playing with good golfers, I step my game up because, one, I'm not trying to slow them down. You know, I don't want to hit two shots for every one of theirs. Yep. So I'm not trying to throw anyone's rhythm off. So t- sometimes I, t- I do tend to step up. So I don't I don't know what kind of golfer I get. The thing is, like... This guy has peak confidence right now. <laughs> I'm not a golfer. I, I was nervous at the BMW. Like, that first... Every time you teen off for the first time, they just in- announce your name, and then you've got, like, a little gallery of people left and right. Like, it is nerve-wracking. So I don't know if, like, playing a pro... How it would affect me. Uh, I like to think that I would rise to the challenge, though. And I'm going to believe that until they prove me otherwise. <laughs> 844-770-3776. Do you think Matt Hamilton could beat uh, Steve Sugar or Jerry Kelly with uh, 17, 17 shots? 17 strokes. That's a booty, Jim. Oh, I, that's, uh, well, because oh. here's the out-of-pocket. This is what you got insane is you're like, somehow trying to claim you rage is your home course. Well... Okay, a lot of people can have the same home course. That is the course I play the most often. Okay, but even like just this last tournament, uh, Stricker played it what, three days in a row. I'm willing to bet that last that's year, a month's worth of golf. And there this year, I will play more golf at University Ridge than Steve how many Stricker do you play will. on your on your? How many holes do you play? So you play nine, and now that the MFAM's over, which is my favorite time of year, now that it's over, we can just go play like the twilight. So if I'm done at five thirty. Six o'clock, and there's still another hour and a half. I can get another five, six holes in. Okay, but on so, average, on average, after the AmFam, I'm playing twelve. Okay, to before 14 the AmFam, though, what's eighteen Nine. times three? Eighteen times fifty-four. Fifty-four. So he plays fifty-four holes, and then Matt. I had six rounds of golf prior to the AmFam, but one month. Okay. So basically, he nearly gets in one weekend at the tournament what you do in a whole month there. In a month and a half, yeah. Right. So. I just want to point that part out, but you don't think he just gets on over there? You don't think he can play whenever? You don't think Not he gets on? Not when you live on TPC Madison. Maybe but a little the, bit more recently since it's been I under was just construction. Saying because but also there's tournaments there. So like the tournament is there. Oh, there's so, no tournaments there yet. But I like mean, at U Ridge, my point is right. that he probably got out there and had a few practice rounds at U Ridge too, right? I, I am confident I've played University Ridge so more this season than, Jer- than Steve Stricker. Matt yes. Hamilton can claim U Ridge as his home course more than Steve Stricker can. Well, no, we can both call it a home course. I'm saying, but I'm I, saying, who has the home course advantage? <laughs> me, I think I play there more year in and year out than Steve Stricker does. I am convinced I do. As you could say, considering how often you're not on the show, one would think you are probably making your home at New Ridge pretty often, right? Exactly. Because <laughs> here's the thing: is I do play league there once a week. It's not like I don't go out on the weekends and go play U Ridge. It's still like one of the best courses in Madison, if not the best. <laughs> that's the- Cojones on you to be like, no, that's not Stricker's place. This is mine. I play there more than him. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, you're just it's like my a course now. You're just. I love you, Matt, and I know you won the BMW handicap. Uh, <laughs> High handicap <laughs> celebrity division, curling only division of the BMW. But oh my God. I would say you're just a dude that golfs. Like that is his profession. They'd be like a random curler being like, you know what? I actually curl more at the Madison, you know, at the Madison Curling Club, Matt Hamilton. So that's my. And I would doubt that because I curl there a lot. And you're a gosh darn Olympian. I, you you I'm earned the right. It's yours. Does not go there 
But he's outside of this amp fan thing. He is not going there anymore. He is done going. He is the but Matt, you ridge this. But my point is, he's the host. Of a professional tournament, he he is considered the host of the tournament at U Ridge. That alone should give makes him makes it his course. Also, he won a professional event at said course. Oh, his course semantics, Take semantics. That, uh, <laughs> I don't see what this has anything to do oh, <laughs> with no. the home course, Jim. <laughs> You're losing. So me. if Johnny Smith <laughs> curls at Madison Curling Club more than you. Then it's theirs? And it's true, and I believe it, then yes. No way, man. Yes. The people at the Madison Curling Club I can say still that. claim it as my home curling club. Your and dad so curl- can my you, dad. Because your dad curl well, but you said it's yours. The U Ridge is your like well, no, no, yours I said more than the, Stricker. No, I didn't. That's I was what saying, I'm asking you. Well, <laughs> Obviously, Jim, let's be real. Obviously, it's Stricker's one of me. Thank I'm you. saying I play there more than him. Right, but, oh, I, but you were trying to claim it as Matt Hamilton's home course. Of all the courses that I was going to recommend that I play Steve Stricker at in Madison, U Ridge is number one because that's the one I play the most and most comfortable at. Cool. <laughs> so it can be his home course, but I'm living in his basement. Oh, man. This is Roger and Hamilton presented by Cruise Light. <laughs> You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, a finalist for Best of Madison Radio Team. Vote at channel3000.com. People really like this show. Open up the champagne. It's my house. Come on. Turn it up. According to the Adam Madison, Madison Curling belongs to Becca Hamilton. That's some booty, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> That's some booty. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. A couple Iron Jock poll questions. If Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl this season with the Jets, do you think he'll be more like Jokic, muted and understated, or Giannis, jovial and exuberant? Right now, 71% of you say he'd be more like Giannis. And then on Rutledge and Hamilton, at Jim and Matt is the Twitter handle. We asked the question here. And uh, we'll reveal the results right now. But has Matt Hamilton co-hosted over or under 60% of Rutledge and Hamilton shows during the past 12 months? You can chime in this last little bit here, 844-770-3776. Has Matt Hamilton co-hosted over or under 60% of Rutledge and Hamilton shows? It does not count call-ins, but it does call count if he like was in for the whole show just remotely. And Ryan, what is your vote on this? I mean, Matt, I love you, man. I know I've been giving you a hard time today, but I would have to go with the under, just slightly. But I think the line set at 60% was the breaking point. That's That was a very sharp Vegas line. I'm going to say it's right around like 55, 57. So, yeah, I would have to take the under. This is some booty. Like, literally, less than two hours ago, you told me it was like 63, okay. 62. So you're going back on what you said? So right now, 55% of the audience says under, 844-770-3776. Matt Hamilton, over the last year, has he hosted more or less than 60% of the shows? We are also asking you wrong answers only. Why is Jesse Nelson asking how many shows Matt Hamilton has hosted over the last year? We might be getting the... A hall monitor himself. Is he just monitoring the halls for just due diligence there? Well, he heard his name, and ears started burning in right. classic Jesse fashion. Maybe he's coming in right now. I mean, like I said, Molly Brown's back in two days. Maybe he's coming right now to tell you 
being Molly replaced. Is the new, Molly's the new Matt. Yes. I don't I don't know. <laughs> uh, Jesse Nelson now hopping in. Let's talk, if we're going to talk about people taking a lot of time off, let's talk about Molly Brown. <laughs> <laughs> How long has she been gone? <laughs> How long do you need to be off after you give birth? Yeah. <laughs> Matt's going to go a, play golf in South Carolina. I mean... I know. I mean, whatever. I'm just, we're, we'll let it slide because she's not here to defend herself. But once she's back, I'm going to have some serious questions for her. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, I'll, I'll say, uh, I'll say this, Matt. You've never missed uh, like three months at one time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At least I spread it out a little bit. <laughs> Oh, man. Now, Jesse, we did have a few, and you don't have to tell us why. We did have one that you work for the IRS was one reason why. Uh, uh, nope, maybe I, do not, I do not work for the IRS. Yeah, that was one of the reasons Perfect, why yeah. you were maybe trying to, to figure out uh-huh. why uh, Matt Hamilton uh, has been missing time. Or maybe it's just about, you know, replacing Matt uh, here. Well, but, no, the other que- the reason was Jesse was just a sad boy when I'm gone. Yes, and he was, that was just right looking too. so forward to me uh, being th- back in the studio. While that the- is true, <laughs> Matt, I'm going to need you to stick around for a few minutes after the show. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Je- you like me and miss me and you want to talk and hang <laughs> I out? I just want to hang out. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what I thought. So, That's Jesse, booty Jim. While we have you here, though, Matt Hamilton has this insane theory that he's trying to claim U Ridge as his home course more than it is Steve Stricker's yeah, home exactly. course. <laughs> Jesse, oh, yeah? Okay, so Jesse, Jesse, what's, what what would you call your home bowling alley? Uh, Alpine Lanes in Muskego, where I bowled okay. three, four times a week in my youth throughout high school. Let's say hypothetically I bowled there four or five times mm-hmm. a week in my youth. Yeah. And I wanted and I wanted to claim it. Is it mine? No, this is not Apple. It would say if Pete Weber <laughs> bowled there once a month and won tournaments there, whose home uh, bowling alley is it? I'm surprised that Jim was able to pull are? Pete I Weber, am. but that was outstanding and the correct response. Who do you think you are? I am Matt. You won a charity pro am over the weekend, and it wasn't even the third biggest golf story in the United States. It wasn't even the third biggest it was golf story locally. Than the Canadian Open, come it, on! It was less <laughs> important than the guy that, that was got so hit. much more American than the no. Canadian Open. The security guard tackling the Canadian guy. More, yeah, he more people like here. A CFL player. I hate to break it to you. No, right. Mo- he didn't wrap more. him up at all. He just rolled over him. That was terrible <laughs> tackling. Oh Classic CFL. <laughs> Dog and pony show up there. That was the most Canadian tackle I've ever seen in my life. I was out on, and then the guy apologized to the guy who tackled him. I'm out hey, yesterday sorry for evening. tackling me there, bud. Talking to a couple guys at the bar, they go, "Hey, you see that Canadian uh, golfer get tackled?" And not one person said, "Hey, did you see that curler won the uh, charity pro?" Wait, yeah, wait, 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 let's be just sure. A given, it's Jesse. the BMW X7 uh, Celebrity Prime <laughs> High Handicap Curlers Only Division. Right? Jim, I feel like you're adding one extra thing in there. I'm not going to point out which one exactly. But yeah, I'm the champion. And sometimes like breath every time sometimes I say. Sometimes news is so big that you it's just a given. You don't have to ask if anyone heard about it. You just know they knew about it. So that's kind of where I'm placing this BMW championship. Matt, I, I'll give you this on the Stricker U Ridge front. If you were able to win a charity pro am tournament at U Ridge before Stricker ever won the AmFam championship, you would have an argument. If you won an actual tournament at University Ridge, you could have it. What argument. about second Stricker place in just my golf won. <laughs> Stricker just won. He's having like the greatest year of golf, like almost ever, on the Champions Tour, and he wins on his home course. 
in home course. <laughs> <laughs> You can't take Ewridge Ridge from Stricker. That is his place what, now. What, every course in Madison, Yahara Hills is Stricker's course because he's if from If he here. hosts a professional <laughs> event at it and then wins said professional event, yes. You want to go play that nine-holer in Monona? You want to go play his, Monona his golf course? standard we will oh, set, Matt oh, Hamilton. your golf course, Steve? Yeah, let's go play when, Monona. When you host a professional tour event at said golf course so and then Trapper's win. Trapper's turn my... Tournament because I am going to win the Coors Light Open and I am hosting. We professionals? Well, I am hosting a tournament. Uh, Andy North designed that thing. So good luck. So it's Andy North's course? Yes. He he makes a little 12 hole par three and then collaborates on the actual course. It's 12 North. That's not the course we're playing, is it? We're going to play uh, the big boy course with big boy golfers. We don't need to play this mini putt. He designed that too. Yes. He collaborated on it. There was another golf well, you architect could talk, a part of you it. You can talk to Patrick up there and Semantics. see if you can lean on it uh, and get it done for yourself. You guys there. are just sticklers for words. Like, didn't you, you just ha- take them all verbatim. Didn't you have a professional golfer literally helping you win, <laughs> win the program? You had a golfer you were paired with he who was a professional. I like to let him feel like he was a part of my win. <laughs> you let him, you let him, that's why you don't have the trophy yeah, right now. So here's the thing. If, if I ignored him the whole time, he wouldn't want to like talk or hang out later. So you got to throw him a bone every once in a while. Hey, can uh, you read this putt goodness. for me? So we are running out of time. <laughs> okay, we need to reveal is, here. This is all for the bit. I'm leaning in. <laughs> sure, Matt. Because honestly, my vote was, Jesse, that you were checking into it because Matt, since he won this tournament, obviously plays mm-hmm. golf and plays hooky from the show. But... Mm-hmm. Drum roll, please. Has Matt Hamilton made over or under 60% of the shows in the last year? Matt's been in attendance for 71% of Rutledge and Hamilton this shows. This guy is going insane for a C-. Woo! Yeah, so Matt, Matt Hamilton. This has been Rutledge and Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs>